Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Now today is the day we are having the Amanda Brown on as a guest. If you are new here and you have not listened to my podcast before, Amanda Brown is a psychic medium that my grandmother and I have been seeing for over a year now. She is so special to me. I think she is awesome. She is just such an amazing light worker. She has helped me personally so much in my journey with grief and my spiritual journey. She's taught me so much. And even more than that, she is just a light. She is so fun to be around. She is so fun to talk to. And I'm really, really glad that she is my very first guest. So without further ado, let's get on into the episode. I was a little nervous to ask you. It was a last minute thought. No, no I, look, I'm nervous to be on here. Thank <laughs> you so much for asking me. Thank you, thank you. I know. I'm glad you came. Glad to have you. Look, you are you are one of my favorite people. I think you know that. Stop. So it, it's an honor to be asked by you to be on your podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. The feeling is mutual. You are also one of my favorite people. So love it. Love that you're here. And I'll get to see you twice next month. Can't wait. Yeah. Cannot wait. But okay. Tell me about your life. I need to know everything. Where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? Well, now, we don't have enough time for all that. <laughs> Normally, that, that story right there usually takes about an hour. Uh-huh. Some Give me some highlights. <laughs> what are your parents like? Did you have siblings? Give me a little family dynamic. Where did you grow up? Okay, so little, a little bit of bio. Um, I grew up in a small town in South Alabama called Andalusia, Alabama. Uh, I am an only child. Okay. Uh, my mother was a single mother most of my life. I didn't know my father until I was 12. Uh, my grandparents helped raise me, my Mima and my Peepaw, uh, my aunts and my uncles. Um, and so, yeah, so that's a little snippet about that. Mm-hmm. So you've always lived in Alabama? Yes. Okay. Okay. And you like it there? The pause. The pause. <laughs> I'm grateful. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a whole nother Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, though. That's a whole nother podcast. I know. I know. Just selfishly, I want to know more about your life. That's all. Yeah. At least you're close to the beach. That's nice. I see your beach photos all the time. Yes. And that's why I am right now. We're doing this live. I love from- that. Uh, Destin, Florida. Are you yeah. really? Yeah, I'm about a hundred steps from the beach. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Okay, we'll get into the medium stuff then, I guess. Actually, I have one more question. It's very important. Sure. What is your zodiac sign? <laughs> uh, I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini? Stop. Yeah. I now love Gemini. Look, I'm not the astrology person. I yes. I other people for that uh-huh. so don't be asking me about moon and rising and all that i don't know i'm a okay. gemini okay <laughs> that works that's all i need to know i'm very into astrology so i i realized that the other day i'm like i don't even know your zodiac sign i've never asked you love gemini's <laughs> love gemini's okay let's get into mediumship now into the okay. meat of it how did you know that you were connected to the other side? Like, what was one of your first experiences where you realized that you were? I, um, I come from a long line of preachers, healers, and psychics. So I think there was, on some level, I was born with gifts. Mm-hmm. I knew I was different. I didn't necessarily know how 
Um, but I do remember as a child, uh, we live five miles outside of town. I grew up in the country, and I would be sitting in the living room, and we had um, glass double doors that looked outside onto the back porch and into the woods. And I can remember sitting on Meemaw's couch and being scared, feeling fear, and looking out the window and, and seeing something, right? Or seeing shadows pass. So I, I believe my fear of the boogeyman as a child was really my gift, but I didn't know that at the time. Mm -hmm. um, all throughout my life, I have known things before they happened or been able to tell people something was going to happen. Uh, I'm a Clairol girl, right? The mediumship, how it would manifest was I would be in the mall in like an earth fair store. And all of a sudden, um, there would I would have walked somebody and I would begin to hear and know and receiving a message for that person. <laughs> so I would have to walk around the aisle around that person, right, to be sure, okay, is this message for this person right here? What is it you want me to tell them? Who are you? They're going to think I'm crazy. Why are you having me do this? Okay, because they won't leave me alone. They won't leave me alone until I go and talk to the human on this plane, yeah. right? And so I would just walk up to them and say, excuse me, do you have a grandmother that has passed away? And of course they look at you like, oh my God, who are you and how would you know that? And so I would give them tidbits and say, you know, she has a message for you. So that's how it began to manifest. And then when I became um, interested in Reiki mm -hmm. years ago, about back in the early 2000s, as I would be doing Reiki on a client, loved ones would come through, angels would come through, and messages would come through. And at first, I didn't know how to handle that because not everybody wants to know, Yeah. right? Yeah. And so I just had to start asking them before the session. Some, yeah, I would tell them, you know, sometimes people come through, loved ones come through, messages come through. Would you like for me to share those with you after this session or no? Um, and I never had one a client turned me down. Yeah. They always wanted me to know, right? So the more I did that, the more, um, how do I say that? The stronger that Claire, the stronger that, that gift um, began to come through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you definitely think it's one of those things where the more you do it, the stronger it gets. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like with any gift, you know, one mm -hmm. of the gifts, people don't realize intuition is really the first place I believe we get an opportunity to strengthen our spiritual gifts. When when you know, okay, I don't need to leave the house today. And then the next day in the paper, you read about a wreck that happened two blocks from your house, right? Or you know, okay, I don't need to go down this road. Let me go the other way. And you find out something, right? Your, your intuition is what, what I believe that that's, most likely a part of us, depending on what you believe, you, a part of us that's still connected to the other side or a part of us that's still full of stardust or the part of us where the Holy Spirit tries to communicate, whatever you believe, I believe that is a root of that connection. And the more we use it, the stronger that muscle gets. 
with any of the gifts, with any of the clairs, clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, whatever you're using, the more you use that muscle, the stronger it gets. Mm-hmm. What would you say to people who feel like they can't trust their intuition because they have anxiety too, and they can't really tell the difference between the two? I would say that's probably not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, one feels different than the other. I'm praying. I have this saying that I really like of anxiety screams and intuition whispers. And that's not to say your intuition isn't strong, but your anxiety is different. Like an intuition is a little whisper, a little knowing. Anxiety is like if you're having thoughts that are racing and clearly coming from like a different place, that is how you know it's anxiety. I really like that saying. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you didn't need me to answer that. <laughs> I just wanted to know your opinion. <laughs> I just wanted to know. But yeah, that's what... I would... I would what when, when you're asking me that and I'm praying about that, there's, there's a motto that I live by and you can change the words however you need to. God is good and good is God. If it's not good, it's not of God. Mm-hmm. When I think of anxiety, that has... Um, for lack of a better human term, has a almost a negative connotation. That's a yeah. right clenched fingers, clenched stomach, clenched jaw. That, in my experience, I, I relate that and see that and feel that as negative. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's not a creator. Yeah, that's not a source who made me. Intuition. Um, is a, is a knowing it's, it, it doesn't have that negative connotation to it for me. Uh, and I, I, in my experience, the people I've worked with, it may take a minute to learn the difference, but if we can remember that motto and say, and say to ourselves, okay, is this coming? Is this a healthy fearful feeling I'm feeling is this trying to warn me is this trying to protect me right because at the base of that is right in our medulla oblongata when we were ancient right and caveman that fight or flight is to save us or protect us Mm -hmm. right to me that's different than anxiety does that make sense so if something's trying to put me in fight or flight can I have a conversation with that? Can I pray about that? Can I discern that from the anxiety? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good advice. What do you think about um, praying, religion, all of that stuff as well? I know that you obviously believe in God and you pray a lot. That was one of the last things you told me is that I needed to pray more when I saw you last. So what advice to would you... Whoever. Yeah. What advice would you give to people about praying? Like, why do you think it's important to pray? And then what is your relationship like with religion, with God, things of that nature? Okay, first of all, let me say you keep using the word advice. Uh I don't give it. (laughs) Then just your feelings. I I share my experience, strength, and hope. Okay, I don't give advice. Yes. Um, When I hear the word advice, what I see is me above you, mm-hmm. and I'm we're on the same plane, the same level, okay? So all I can do is share my experience, strength, and hope, okay? 
every in my experience people have their own experiences with religion i'm not going to go there here's here's what i share and this this made so i grew up raised in a particular religion that i perceived as well the feelings i felt in that place and around that religion with a lot of fear and a lot of anger and i knew that wasn't right for me at one point i was i was doing some prayer and meditation and i was thinking about that and i was thinking about some words and some literature that i had read and I, I was meditating on that while I was at the beach. And I was walking up and down the beach. That's one of the places I love to feel the nearness of the power that I believe in and the power that I pray to. I had a friend say to me one time, seek out the places where you feel the nearness of your creator. And when you find those places, go back there often. And so that's what I try to do. So as I was meditating on these particular words, and, and you can use this for religion also, I, I began to realize that I would never understand God. More than that, why would I want to? Why would I want to put God in a box, right? Why would I want to have God so small that I can understand it? Right. And for a lot of my life, God, creator, source, universe to me was out there in the Milky Way. And, and things were coming in my life where I needed to feel that power here and now. I needed to know that it was real and I needed to feel it here, not way out there in the Milky Way. And so as I'm having that prayer meditation, creator began to bring to mind different experiences that I had had. There was an experience I had in Maine. There was an experience I had in a Catholic adoration chapel. There was an experience I had in a Native American sweat lodge. There was an experience I had walking down the beach one day. There was an experience I had talking to this lady one time at a conference. As I'm re remembering these experiences, what I realized was these are my experiences. These are times in my life where I felt beyond the shadow of a doubt the power and creator that I believed in and that I prayed to. And I don't have to get in a theological discussion with you about my experiences. So after that realization, I say the God of my experience because it's the creator of my experience. And I, and I believe every human on this plane has some kind of experience good, bad, indifferent, that they can look on or draw on or learn from and grow from there. So, there you go. That's your experience. I really like that because I don't like labels. I'm very against labels in every sense. I don't like to be put in a box. I hate when people try to put me in a box. And I feel like being human, that's such a big part of being human. We all want to understand everything and put everything in a box. And if it doesn't fit in the box, then it, we're going to keep trying until it does. And I just don't think that's necessary always. I really don't. 
I don't think it's helpful in every situation. So I really like that answer. I feel like we struggle with that with religion a lot of just wanting to know things. And I think it's okay to just be like, I'm never going to. Like, I'm never going to know everything. Yeah. Yeah. I like that take a lot. And then how do you feel about praying? Because I know you've said that it's important to do and that we should be praying. We should be talking to our guides. What, why do you think that that is important? How has that affected you in your own day-to-day life? I'm, I'm a psychic medium uh, and a spiritual practitioner, and I'm also a life coach. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things I always ask my clients is, how often do you pray? How often do you meditate? Most of the time, the people that come to me, it's, it's, it's not a regular practice in their life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the first things, usually, that, that I work with my client on is how can we get that into our life? How can we get that into daily practice? Why? Why is that such a big deal for me? Well, meditation, prayer helps build that muscle, right? So if, if, if I'm having goals in life, if there are things I'm wanting to manifest, well, how are you going to do that? Well, you got to have a way to tell the universe well, how are you going to tell the universe? How are you going to tell it? you just going to say it one time and that's it? Uh, uh, you know, do I have a relationship with that? What, what? So that's how it starts. In my own experience, what I found was I, I really thought for a lot of years, and I've been a life coach over 30 years, I, I really thought for a lot of years that I had to light a candle and sit there with my legs crossed and do my little hands like this and go, mm. and I knew I couldn't do that, mm-hmm. right? So meditation for me started out with reading a book and, and reading a few sentences and what do those sentences mean to me? How can I apply that in my life, right? It started out maybe 10 minutes, okay? My goal at first was to try to do it three days a week, right? The more I spent that time, I saw my little intuition muscle getting stronger. And I began to see and view differently. My perspectives began to change. And I began to have a desire to want to do that more often, right? Um, And so Creator would bring to me different books, Um, through these last 30 years, Creator has brought to me different teachers. Uh, Sometimes I light a candle and cross my legs and do my hands like that and go, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I do walking meditations. I do a lot of gratitude. I write in a journal. Sometimes I light a candle and stare at the flame. Sometimes I listen to a, a particular meditation teacher on Insight Timer. The point is, I do it every single day. Now I do it every single day. For me, that prayer, prayer for me is telling the universe, having the conversation with Creator God, whatever you want to call it. It's me saying it out loud, right? The meditation for me is being still and listening. So if I have said in a prayer something out loud, well, am I being still to hear the answer? 
Am, am I being still to receive whatever message my angels, spirit guides, loved ones are bringing to me? Am I having that conversation? If, if I have a relationship with somebody and I love that person and I care about that person and I want that human to know that I love and care about them, what do I do? I talk to them. I text them. I call them on the phone. We go have coffee together, right? Well, am I doing that with source? Am I doing that with my angels, my spirit guides? Am I doing that with whatever creator, God, that I believe in? It's a relationship. Yeah, definitely. And that is the first thing you said to me, too. Whenever I first met you, you said, how much do you meditate? And I said, not at all. Zero. <laughs> See? <laughs> I was like, I can't sit in silence. There's no way. There's no way. I do now, though. I do now. Frequently. Mm-hmm. I think that's, it's very daunting when you've never done it before. And I think a lot of people now can't imagine sitting still for that long, but there is a lot of resources. Like when I first started, there was a two minute guided meditation on YouTube that I would do. And I would just do that like at lunch, at work, in the most random times of the day. And eventually I was sitting outside one day and I was like, I really want to meditate, but I didn't have my phone. So it's like, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it in silence. And I did it for like 30 minutes. And I had never, I never thought I would sit still for that long. It was, that was a crazy experience for me. Right. It's a muscle that we build up. I've got a client I'm working with right now. I'm just trying to get her to do two to three minutes. Mm -hmm. Set a timer for two minutes. Yeah. 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 Play some music, whatever. Just start, start, mm-hmm. start somewhere. Yeah. You can start small. I think, I think a lot of people think that it has to be an hour long session of sitting there with your legs crossed and it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't. I think a lot of people think, too, that, like, you have to do it every single day or it doesn't work. And that's not true either. Like, it's not the gym. Time is not really real in that sense, you know, like nobody is over here. Like you have to do this every day at the same time at the same place. Like you can do it any minute of the day that you have free time and are thinking about it. It doesn't have to be some very strict plan. You know, I think that's what boggles people down about it too. And I yeah. don't know why. This, this is one of the topics that'll be covered. I'm, I'm doing a workshop, um, woo woo 101. Mm-hmm. And, and this is one of the topics we're going to talk about in that class. Because I do believe a lot of humans allow this to be a stumbling block. Yeah. And I don't want it to be a stumbling block for them. I'm glad you're doing that class. You were talking about that the last time I saw you. That's going to be really good. Do you know when you're going to put it out yet? Um, Actually, the first time we're going to be doing the workshop will be at Eclipse Over Roswell. (gasps) Really? Oh, my gosh. We're doing the workshop that Sunday from, it's that afternoon, and then that evening we're having an in-person gallery. Oh, my God. That's going to be so fun. That is going to be so fun. I have to go to that. I'll be there. I'll be there. You just need to let me know. Okay. I did have a question, too, on here that said something like, if someone's just starting out, what advice would you give them? Obviously, or not advice. What tips would you give them? Um, Obviously, prayer and meditation are the biggest ones. Is there anything else that somebody could do that you think would help them in the very, very beginning of their journey? I I need a little 
little more specific. What are they trying to do? Just be more connected to the other side. So like if someone's listening to this and they've never really prayed, they've never really meditated, they've never really tried to be connected to the other side, is there anything else that you could give them? Any advice? Any things that have, not advice, any tips or things that have worked for you in your experience that you think? I think that the next biggest thing is get outside. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, I have found it easier for our angels, spirit guides, loved ones, creator, to communicate with us outside. Um, or, or a place with a lot of windows. You know, it takes a lot of energy, first of all, for maybe not angels so much, but certainly our loved ones. They're a lower energy. They're denser. Um, it takes a lot of energy from these entities to come through all this concrete and wiring and roofing and ceiling. Not that they can't, it just takes a lot, okay? So if I'm looking, I'll give you an example. If I'm looking for a sign from my grandmother who has crossed over, well, if she's just crossed over, she may not have learned yet how to affect electronics and make that light blink. That, that takes a lot of energy. But if I go walk outside, here comes the yellow butterfly. Well, there goes Mimo. See, so it's a lot easier if we're outside. It's a lot easier for us, our humans, our human bodies, to feel connected outside. Um, whether it's hiking in the woods, whether it's walking along the beach, but, but don't think that you have to go somewhere. You can do it in your backyard. Mm-hmm. I, I find hawk feathers in my yard. Butterflies come see me in the yard. Dragonflies comes in the yard. So don't think that you've got to get out and go somewhere. Just go sit outside. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's one of, you know, uh, humans, excuse me, my observation, my perception is, especially since COVID, well, some of us, some of us started going outside, but a lot of people, when they started working from home and 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 fear of being outside, I'm I'm really encouraging people. You don't have to be standing next to somebody. Just get outside. Yeah. Get outside. You may see a cloud in the shape of a heart, right? I I, I don't know what signs you may be looking for. If you're looking for a sign, please say that out loud so that they know, right? Mima, I sure would love to know that you're with me today. I'm going to go take a walk. Can you please let me know you're there? And then that yellow butterfly come by, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I have a, uh, I don't want to say a part. I, I have, if, if, I have found that if I want the signs, Again, I have to say that out loud. What does that relationship look like, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be outside. I would encourage you to say, you know, I'm angels. Some Somebody might say, angels, I really want to know you're with me today. Well, they may start seeing angel numbers on the oven or on their phone, 1111-444-333-555, right? That's the whole nother we're going to talk about that in the workshop too. Um, <laughs> but but there are certainly ways that your angels and loved ones and spirit guides can communicate with you inside. Lights flickering on and off, right? The TV 
changing channels all of a sudden, right? But if somebody is just starting out, one of the first things I'm going to suggest to them is get outside. Get outside. That's really good advice. I would never think to tell somebody that, but that has helped me a lot. Even I read a lot. So now instead of just reading inside, I normally sit on my porch and I read outside and I've had crazy things happen to me while I was sitting outside. So I definitely think that's really good advice, especially with meditating too, like going on like a meditative walk. Those really helped me when I first started to meditate. So that is really good advice. Do you have any signs that mean a lot to you right now like I know I go through phases where I'll have a favorite sign of the moment that I'm seeing a lot or that means a lot to me right now it's deer deer mean a lot to me and I see them a lot but then like lifelong 21 has always been my angel number I see it all the time do you have any signs like that that are really special to you I I do um I'm praying about the ones to share because you know sometimes they're personal. They are. Um, I, I will share feathers come to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, feathers come to me a lot, um, and I know that that is um, sometimes it's a certain loved one, and I know that I feel that. Uh, sometimes it's my angels letting me know they're with me. Uh, found some feathers walking down to the beach yesterday, and I knew those were my angels communicating with me. Um, so feathers have always been uh, a real important part for me to know. Yeah. yeah. It's one of your favorite signs. I've seen you post yeah. some feathers before. So yeah, we knew yeah. that. Do you wear a necklace a lot? This is very off topic, but I've always seen you wear this like yellow crystal necklace. Is that important to so you? We, so. The, oh yeah. You're wearing it right now. I couldn't even see it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because we're doing this. Mm-hmm. I, I wear this stone whenever I'm doing mediumship. Okay. Um, when I'm doing Reiki on a client, I, we don't wear jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a medium, I, I take off the. I, I have a regular necklace that I wear every day of my life, right? And it's like a talisman for me. Mm-hmm. But I always take it off when I'm doing any kind of mediumship or any kind of psychic readings, and I put this on. This is citrine, um, and it was given to me by a psychic in Sedona, Arizona, uh, and she told me, she said, I want you to wear this. Um, it's kind of a protection, kind of an amplifier um, when I'm in that space. So, yes, you have always seen me yes. uh, wear this anytime yes. we've been together. Yes. yes, I have noticed that you wear that necklace a lot. Love it. Love that. Do you yeah. think that yeah. some crystals are good for specific things? Like that crystal, would you only ever wear that for your mediumship now? You would not wear that yes. in a regular, yeah. And that's just because of yeah. like an energy thing? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I have a crystal like that now thankfully. Mm-hmm. Love that. And how do you feel about crystals in general? I think it's another spiritual tool. Now, don't start getting me on what does this one mean and what <laughs> yeah, does no, that one okay. mean. And look, you, any, your teachers, every teacher you have, I would suspect different crystals mean different things to them. Mm-hmm. For instance, Pagari, in my experience, has always been a protection stone. I make sure that my children had tiger eye in their pocket. Whenever I see a teenager 
um, come into a metaphysical store, one of the suggestions I make to them or their parent is please get them a piece of Tigra, um, especially with teenagers, because that tends to be when the gifts really are heightened uh, and we start to become aware. Um, now, there's another person who works in a store that, that I go and get ready. That, that is not what Tiger Eye means to them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Amethyst. Amethyst is a recovery stone. Okay. I love amethyst. Amethyst is all over my house. But to somebody else, it may mean something different, right? Yeah. Um, in my experience, clear quartz is an amplifier. Only carry clear quartz if you are feeling the emotion you want to amplify right like if you're angry at somebody and you've got your clear force on well guess what right take it out Mm -hmm. um so um i also use clear quartz to help me with psychic abilities so different stuff rose quartz love you want to bring more love carry your rose quartz wear your rose quartz meditate with your rose quartz right i have celestite by my bed that's the angel stone yeah okay but but any just about any teacher you have they may have different associations for those yeah i do agree with you though because even just in my own personal life i become very attached to certain crystals and like i have some that mean a lot to me obviously my dog's name is amethyst so yeah i have some that mean a lot to me and that mean different things to me but i feel like all of spirituality in the universe is kind of like that like a feather means something way different to you than it'll ever mean to me you know and I think that's good I think that's a good thing I don't think they need to be put in a box always again I don't like boxes so okay I want to talk about your readings a little bit obviously I know you're not going to give anyone's like information away but is there any moment during someone's reading that you thought was hilarious like has there been anything really funny that happens during a reading uh, the, the loved ones that come through are sometimes hilarious. Really funny, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I, and uh, Yes, and they, they're joking, they're laughing, they're funny. Um, and and usually, well, every time. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm sharing that with the client, they're like, oh, my God, what life do you feel? You know? Yeah. Um, so a lot, it's more so the, the energies coming through are funny. Mm-hmm they're hilarious yeah. yeah i feel like everyone yeah. always asks what's the saddest thing that happens during a reading i'm like i don't want to know that i want to know about the funny people that come through and are talking to you and are having fun i love that energy i think that's important too especially if it's like your first reading sometimes they can be really intense my first reading with you was very intense but not in a bad way at all it was just intense so it's funny when you have someone funny come through and you can like laugh during that for sure have you ever had anyone well, I, I would suspect if somebody's I would suspect the intensity on your end may come from, oh, my God, this is really happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, this is real. Yeah. 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 yeah 100%. Yeah. It's, it's real. It's happening. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah. It's. It was very cool. You definitely, the very first reading I did with you, I don't know why I didn't think about this because I had lost like six people in a three-year time span. So in like a really short period of time, I lost a lot of people close to me. And in my mind, I just went in thinking like I was just going to have a conversation with you about like spirit guides. Like I didn't think I was going to connect with anyone really. And you said something about my friend Gamble. You said that I 
did something for his mom the day after he died, which is true. And nobody knew that. I went and got his mom, like, all of her groceries and, like, paid for them and gave them to her. Like, my closest friends don't even know that I did that. So when you said that, I was like, oh, dang. Like, this is really serious. This is definitely the truth. That was my moment where I was like, you you know what you're talking about, for sure. 100%. Do you have, on that topic, do you have any advice for people who are seeing a medium for the first time of, like, what they should pay attention to? Do you think that they should be skeptical going into that? Um, I'm praying. I, um... I have the gift, and I also got a certification, okay, to Mm -hmm. help people with their feelings. I go on TikTok, and I'm like, oh, dear God, Mm -hmm. Lord, protect whoever is going to contact this, okay? Um, (laughs) Yeah. my, My suggestion would be trust your gut. Yeah. Okay, trust your gut. If, you know, if if someone is being led or it it keeps being mentioning to them, why don't you go see so-and-so or so-and-so? Why don't you go see, you know, that, that may be the universe, angels, spirit guides trying to lead you in the right direction, right? At the same time, you you may be driving down the road and see a psychic neon sign on the side of the road, and all of a sudden you may feel the steering wheel turn. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, that that could be the universe trying to get you. Over. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. If if you know, it's like with anybody else. If I don't get a good feeling from somebody, I'm not asking to go have lunch with them. Right? If, mm-hmm. if I if I'm if somebody is always negative or moody and dark and I I'm not going to a baseball game with them, right? I'm not spending time with it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Um, hang on, because Izzy's trying to hang on just a minute, let me This apparently isn't. For those of y'all that don't know, Izzy is short for Isabella, my guardian angel. I call her Izzy because she's sassy. And she's always on my right side. And right now she's trying to tell me something because this is something that's really um, important and a message clearly that she wants to get out. It's also okay that if you're sitting in front of somebody and things start feeling off or negative, get out. Get out, get up and leave the room. Ooh, okay, she's got some emotion. You hear it in my <laughs> voice, right? Um, okay. Um, she's also she's um she she's out she's wanting us to be careful. She's wanting the message to get out to be careful, be leery. Um, if you don't have a good feeling to get out of there. Oh, the other thing she wants to say is we don't do predictions. We don't do predictions. You've been a client of mine. You know, I'm not, we do not, she is adamant about this right here. Woo, mm-hmm. making me smile. Um, We do not do predictions. Yes. So if, if you're sitting across from somebody and they're telling you your future or about 
your love life in the future. Be, be careful because that's we don't do that. Um, and what and I tell clients all the time, look, we don't do that. It's against our ethics because humans have free will. Yes. And you may decide something 10 minutes from now that is going to alter the course of that plan, that dest- whatever you want to call it, or that other person could make a decision 10 minutes from now that's going to alter that. So we don't do that. Um, she clearly is not happy about some people doing that right now. Um, and look, she lets me know because I'm, I'm trying to learn all this tech stuff and social media and all of that right she lets me know, keep scrolling on, on some of them people because they were like, Lord, yeah. I just bless their hearts, right? Mm-hmm. So I, back to trust your gut. Yeah. If you get a good feeling from somebody, if if they're smiling, if, if you can feel the love, um, you know, that, go with that. Mm-hmm. Go with that. You also never make decisions for me. I feel like that's a very important thing to say. Like, Whenever I was thinking about moving, whenever I was asking you about my career, you said, well, how do you feel about it? And you had a, you made me do like an exercise with you too, but you weren't like saying, this is what you should do during the exercise. You were saying, here's one thing. How do you feel about this? Here's another thing. How do you feel about this? And I think that that's very important too. You will never just give me a straight answer to something like that ever, ever. You're like, well, how do you feel about it? What do you think? Yep. Yep. You make me work through it every single time. You're never like, yep, this is the right answer. You have never once told me that ever. So I definitely agree with that. I think something I just want to say is I feel like some people have too much of an expectation for mediums because you are a middleman, essentially. You're the middleman. And so think about that when you're going to a medium for the first time. I'm really glad that I started to record our sessions because you'll say something during a session and I'll be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then I'll listen to it later and I'm like, oh my God, I know exactly what she's talking about. Like I figured it out. And I think that's something people don't expect either. Sometimes you'll say stuff that doesn't make sense in the moment and it'll make sense later on. So yeah, but you are a middleman. Like I, we have to help each other get to the answer sometimes. I think that's a big misconception people have as well. Yeah. You know, one of the first things I tell people when they come to see me for the first time is um, the hardest part of mediumship is for me and whoever the energy is learning how to communicate with each other, right? And some of that depends on how long they've been crossed over. Some of that depends on do they speak a foreign language? Oh my God, I got got one one time and, and he was clearly... From overseas, I did not speak his native tongue, and he's trying to speak English or communicate with me as I'm trying to interpret and get the message to a loved one. That's hard. Mm-hmm. That's going to take a minute, yeah. right? People think, oh, well, they are, they know everything when they cross over. Well, not necessarily. When, when I'm doing mediumship, their, their personalities are coming through the way the person sitting in front of me knew them. Yeah. So if, if the person in front of me heard them with an accent, guess what? I get an accent, right? Mm-hmm. So so that takes the longer. I think that's one of the reasons why um, most energies speak to me. They, they understand, and I tell them, through TV shows, movies, books, commercials, visual yeah. Um, because I am a visual person, and so that is the easiest uh, way for them to communicate with me. Um, but a lot of times, it, it, that's that's the that's what takes the longest is 
me and this energy sitting here having a conversation, trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to do this? Yeah. 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 For sure. It's Um, not like for most of the time, it's not like you sitting right here in front of me. mm -hmm. Right. Like I don't, you don't necessarily get a full body persona. Yeah. That I can see as clear as I see you now. Yeah. That's extremely rare in in my experience. That's not what I get. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Another piece of advice is to bring questions. You always love when I have a ton of questions. Ask some questions during it. Yeah. Yes. For sure. So when did you know that you were going to do this for work? Like, when did you decide, I love doing this. I think I can make this a career. This is going to be what I do with my life. My father passed away February 9th of 2020, and three weeks later, we shut down. Um, My creator, angels, spirit guides, used the lockdown of COVID to help make me braver. Mm -hmm. Um, When being in Alabama, (laughs) where... There's still violence mm-hmm. toward people who are considered different. Um, it has been a process of me coming out of the woo woo closet. Yeah. Um, but that is when he passed away, that's really when I knew. And my children are older. Um, my daughter is at college, my son will move to college next week. And so I feel like, not that I have more free time, but because the majority of that job is done, now I can serve in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. I love being of service. Uh, I love helping people uh, whatever way I can. Uh, I know, I've known for over 30 years that that is my life purpose. Uh, it's just changing the way it looks a little bit going into this. Yeah. I love that. That's a really good story. I feel like that's where my life is right now. Like right now, my lesson is to learn how to be brave. So I really enjoyed that story. Thank you so much for it. I think there's a little bit of freedom too when your kids are grown because when they're younger, it's always in the back of your mind like I have to care for them. I have to make sure they have everything they need. But when they're grown up, you do get a little bit more freedom to be like, what do I want to do? What dreams do I want to follow? Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. And then you are a life coach as well. What does that yes. look like, your life coaching business? What do you do for people? How often do you meet with them? How does that work? It depends on their goals. Mm-hmm. Um, they um, contact me usually through email, and then I have a consultation session with them on the phone, um, talking to them about their goals. Now, let me also say, I'm using all my skills in the background Yeah. when I'm working with somebody. Some people know that, some people don't, but not a but. I allow my gifts to help encourage, um, lead them, guide them in the direction that they want to go, right? So, like, I may be working with somebody, and Izzy will say, she ain't meditating, and I would like, tell me about your meditation life. Oh, I don't have one. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, life coaching, so we will, in that first consultation, I kind of get a feel. Um, I ask out loud what their goals are. 
we usually start out with a three-month to six-month, because how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we start out either with three months or six months, um, and that is a certain amount of phone calls a week, and that is a certain monetary amount. Um, I would say I think um, I, I, I'm, I'm not – I don't like – you would have to ask them. I, 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 I believe that <laughs> I have had – wonderful relationships Mm -hmm. uh with the people that i have coached in all these years um every single one of them i have been able to see grow i i would say for the most part if they have not reached their goals they're on their way yeah so but a lot of that has to do with how much work are they willing to put in? And that's, you know, that's a lot of times that shocks people because I'm, I'm giving homework from the first phone call, yeah. right? And depending on how you do your homework, if you do your homework or what that looks like, how much energy did you put into that? Well, if our next weekly phone conversation, you haven't done your homework. Well, guess what? We, we don't get to move past that. Yeah. Right? A lot of that is up to you. Mm-hmm. But I'm certainly encouraging you, um, holding your hand metaphorically uh, throughout the whole process. Yeah. I think that alone just helps so much too. Like having somebody that's like on you about something really does force you into doing it well let's let's don't say on you let's say holding you accountable exactly that's what i mean though like (laughs) even even with working out i'll bail on working out at six in the morning if i don't feel like it but if i told someone to meet me there i'll be there even if i don't feel like it right yeah that's right yeah that's right a hundred percent yeah okay what do you think about dreams i've been wanting to ask you about dreams how do you feel about them do you think that they're always signs or no I'm praying. Take your time. It depends. Now, I will tell you, my meemaw was the dream interpreter. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin is as well. Okay. So that that is not now. It, it depends. It, de- it depends on the dream. It depends on, you know, did you eat Chinese food right before you went to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So... It, it depends. It really does depend. There are dreams sometimes that I, I don't necessarily believe that they're dreams. Really? You know, and, and I have a teacher that believes that when we close our eyes and go to sleep tonight at night, we go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then our angels help us get back in our bodies before we wake up, right? So each teacher may have a different philosophy on that. My personal experience Sometimes my dreams are just dreams. Sometimes, especially if they stay with me, if they stay with me, if, if they and I can still see it and feel it and smell it, then I might want to pay attention. Um, I might want to do some writing on that, or I might want to consult uh, with a friend of mine because most of the time, if something is that strong with me, or if it's repetitive, if I'm having the same dream over and over and over and over and over, that more than likely means something. Um, but it's for me, it's about that 
feeling? What was I feeling in that dream? And nine times out of ten, I can help somebody process that back to what's going on in their daily life. Mm -hmm. You know, our subconscious is, I believe, my personal philosophy experience. I believe that when I go to sleep at night, my subconscious will try to process what is going on in my awake life. So if there's something I'm struggling with, okay, let's say, for instance, I had a dream that my husband was cheating on me. And in the dream, I find them together, I confront him, I'm crying, I'm emotional, and I wake up, okay? Does it stay with me? Does that still bother me after lunchtime? Do I need to go back and look at that? Well, okay, so let's say say I sit down and I start writing and I look at that. Well, is my husband cheating on me? No. Um... Are, are my husband and I communicating? Yes. Well, what's, what is that underlying emotion? That is fear. That is fear of abandonment. That is fear of being left. That is fear of being left alone. Well, is there something happening in my daily life where that is a fear of mine? Well, maybe. See, so that's how you can bring it back. Mm-hmm. So, see, it was a dream, but was it necessarily about that dream? Not necessarily, more about that emotion. Yeah. And how can it lead me back? And then how can we get to the solution? Yeah. I like that. I agree with that fully. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Good answer. Okay, last question. One more. Is there anything that I did not ask you today that you wish I would have or would just like to talk about? Well, there's like a, a lot. She flooded <laughs> me with, and I'm like, well, we can't pick one. Um, I so I'm I really try to be about love and light. I really am seeing more and more people get curious, get inquisitive. I, I believe there is something happening. You can call it the collective unconscious or, or collective awareness, whatever you want to call it. I believe there is something happening with humans on the planet in this space and time. So I really try to be about love and light and be a beacon, a lighthouse on that shore. Because a lot of people are asking questions. A lot of people are curious. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be curious. And if there's not somebody in your life that you can't ask questions of, then go and find somebody that you can. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of us. um, We call ourselves light workers, right? There are a lot of us out here ready, willing, and able to help answer the questions, to help you grow spiritually, to help you find the meditation practice that works for you, whatever that is, so that we can bring more love and light on the planet. And and I will say the biggest message 
that I received from loved ones who have crossed over, especially if there is some question, excuse me, especially if there is some question as to how that person crossed over or if it was a violent end or, or something like that, are they okay on the other side? Are, did, did they suffer? Are they still suffering? My experience, they want you to know that they love you. My experience is when we're sitting there having that mediumship session, that entity is trying to figure out how to help that client feel the love that they have for them. That there's a sign, there's a line in a movie. <laughs> I believe it's Ghost and Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze. And as Patrick Swayze is going up into the light and he's talking about you get to take the love with you, that's true. That's true. That love stays with them. They still feel it. They still feel it for all of us. That does not go away. Um, so I, I just want people to know to seek out those of us who are about the love and light and follow the love and the light. That was really good. You're making me emotional. You're making me emotional right now. That was a good way to end it, Amanda. <laughs> really good. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. You're going to have to come back. You're the first guest. You're going to be the only one just reoccurring. Amanda's the only guest allowed. Um <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And, and Jamie, thank you for having a podcast. Of course. You know, you, you are a lighthouse. I know. Shining that light I know. for people to find people like you and people like me. So thank you I really try. for being a beacon of light and love. Thank you so much. Thank you, too. Yeah. You've helped so many people, me included. Everyone on the podcast knows you have helped me a lot. You've helped my grandma a lot, and I am very grateful for you. It is not an accident that I met you. I'm so glad you're in my life and that you're here doing this for me today. I really do appreciate it so much. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, where can they find you? I'm going to link her Instagram, TikTok, threads, YouTube, everything that she has below. But is there anything else coming up that you want everyone to know about? Uh, we're redoing the website. So mm -hmm. that is under construction. Uh, again, Amanda Brown from Alabama.com. Uh, we're making it more Southern, uh, a little more fun. Um, it was it was angelic with the feathers and all that, but I really want people to know that if they're going to contact me, look, this, this is what you get. We're going to laugh. We're going to have a good time. I want to tell the truth. Um, you know, that. so we're redoing the website for that. Um, I, I am still learning the TikToks and the YouTubes and all of that. I do like the Instagram platform. Yeah. I'm trying to get a 1,000 followers so that I can do lives on Instagram. Um, and I'm still coming out of the woo-woo closet, so I'm not on Facebook yet, but that's coming. <laughs> uh, the easiest way for people to contact me is email, theamandabrown at yahoo.com. Okay, perfect. I'll have to help you with your TikToks and stuff. Next time you're in Georgia, let me know. I can definitely help you, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. It was so good to have you. Yay.